Deer Trail Show. With our second wedding anniversary just a few days away, we wanted to express our appreciation to you all. You may or may not be aware, but the Dube and I probably never would have met if it wasn't for you all and your nonsense. He and I met on a New Year's Day group hike that I organized for the Allegheny chapter of the North Country Trail, which I never would have been a part of if I hadn't met Richie Rich Lemuel Glasgow. Rich and I became Facebook friends because of the show, and soon Lemuel and his wife Skunk Cabbage became some of my favorite hiking partners. They were very involved with the North Country Trail group, and soon I was too, even though I was in Ohio and that section was in Pennsylvania. Fast forward a few years, and I'm organizing group hikes for the chapter. The Dube, who literally never listened to the trail show until now, was a hike leader, so we had emailed a few times, but that was about it. Then comes this New Year's Day hike. I show up hungover for this really tough 13-miler, so I wasn't very social. But I do remember thinking, who is this hunk when he got there? We chatted for a bit during the hike, but like I said, I was not feeling my best. In fact, I almost puked coming up the first steep incline, so there's that. Not my finest moment. Once the hike was done, we all went on our merry ways. Six months later, I go to do some trail work with the Glasgow's, and guess who shows up? The Dube. We spent the whole day together, and that was that. Three months later, we were engaged, and a month later, we were married, and we haven't looked back. Now, this is coming from a girl who was never going to get married and was living one hell of an awesome single girl life. Just know that in all your years with this little podcast of yours, you have brought joy and changed lives. I'm sure I'm not the only one that you have touched over the years and wanted to thank you. You guys are the best. Keep doing what you're doing. All of our love, the Bobby Stanton, a.k.a. Bubble Wrap, and Tracy Stanton, a.k.a. The Dube. Okay, Disco, let's start the show. You're tuned to The Trail Show. Get on the trail! Long-time listener, first-time caller. Arriba, 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 tota! It's The Trail Show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. Never slap a man who's chewing tobacco. Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. I'm against historical trash. Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Embrace the brutality. Daniel Out of Order Alvarez. What's up, Trail Show? And now broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's The Trail Show. Here we are, coming at you. A lot of Trail Show. In your ear tubes, in your ear drums, in your ear lobes. When did she become Stanton? What's happening? Dilo, she became Stanton. Yeah. Uh, did you listen to the letter at all? No. What letter? I believe it was two years ago. I thought we were doing the trail show last night. <laughs> uh, all right. Coming to you live from the Bobby Stanton studio in various historic Colorado and South Carolina beer districts, this is The Trail Show. The Trail Show is the longest-running monthly hiking podcast on the planet and has been downloaded over a million times all over the globe. We are on air and everywhere and heard worldwide on all your favorite apps at thetrailshow.com. Today's episode is made possible by Audible. Audible offers an incredible selection of audiobooks across every genre, including bestsellers, memoirs, thrillers, and the brand new recently released audiobook version of my second book, I Hike Again. What? I know. I know. Amazing. Audible also has podcasts. Trail show coming soon. 
guided wellness programs, theatrical performances, comedies, and originals. Whether you're hiking long or short trails, downloading audiobooks for offline <laughs> listening on the Audible app will help the miles go by effortlessly. Thousands of titles are also available for streaming on Audible when you're connected to the web. New members can support the trail show and get a free download of I Hike Again with their 30-day free trial membership by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash the trail show. That's audibletrial.com slash the trail show. And now for the fine print. The trail show receives a commission for every free trial generated. Thank you, Audible. Folks, it's October, and we've got a very special guest for tonight's Trail of the Month. Before we get ahead of ourselves, POD, what's on tonight's menu? Wow, a lot of beer. We've had so much beer. Can't wait to talk about that. Uh, also, let's see, we've got a special guest that you just hinted at, and we have some trip reports, maybe. Not sure. Some hotline calls. Hopefully the vampire has some new material for us. Oh, he does. Nice. He does. Um, and we got some shout outs. We got some good trail news today, I must say. Yeah, it looks like we have a, an Ask a Hiker question. So looking forward to all of that. All right, let's talk about Mike DiLorenzo's Beer of the Month. Dilo, take it away. Uh, I don't have the Beer of the Month. What? It's on Salida. <laughs> So I well, got since you're right, um, <laughs> we we have gotten so much beer. It's oh, oh tell us, tell me about all of the beer. I mean, that it didn't fit in the fridge that I haven't seen any wow. of. Yeah, tell me all about. Dilo, tell me and out of order all about it. Yeah, I want yeah, to know. tell us all about it. We We're set so some curious. aside for Dilo, but not out of order. I'm sorry, Triple O. <laughs> you're just too far. You're too That's far. All right. I'm, That's I'm all sorry. right. That's true. We did set some aside for Dilo. Dilo, we have some for you that we're going to okay, bring up. Great. So, and I think you'll dig it. We have a huge offering of Yaya E Juicy IPA from Thunder Island Brewing Company out of Cascade Locks, Oregon, along mm. the PCT Ooh. on the Columbia River. This brewery is is a is kind of a big deal in the PCT world. I mean, it's right. It's in a trail town. Come on. Um, and they Not sent just PCT. Us, it's like it, everyone who's recreating in the mountains goes well, there. And Columbia River. And yeah. Not only is the beer good, their food is really good too. Mm. And and if I recall, you can actually as a PCT hiker, can you camp in Cascade Locks? Is there camping? you can camp on Thunder Island? You can camp I, on Thunder Island itself. I think so. Yeah. Are they the ones that have like a buy a PCT hiker a beer board and you yes. can buy it and then basically yep. we'll give it to the next PCT hiker who walks in? Yes. Yep. They sent us a boatload of the Yayae Juicy IPA and D-Lo. You're going to have to drive down to Salida to pick up your, your full No, pack. not necessary. But, uh, not nah, necessary. We'll, we'll bring we'll it to you. Um, also, for Beer of the Month. <laughs> but, but wait, there's more. Believe it when I see it. Um, the, the president, mm. Trip the Light, Tom McGee, Tom, Tom brought McGee. us two lovely Trip offerings from Wasatch Brewery out of Utah, um, a jalapeno cream ale, Whoa. and the the well-known polygamy porter. Mm. And Dilo, we have set aside the polygamy porter just for ye. Mm -hmm. Don't call me ye because I'm, I'm, I'm taking like very much easy? offense to ye's, ye's uh, online shenanigans. Okay. But wait, there's more. Friend of the trail show, All Good, also brought 
some lovely beers from Breakside Brewery in Portland, Oregon. Uh, two of my favorites, the Wonderlust IPA and also Breakside's just regular IPA, which is incredibly delicious. And Dilo, I'm mm. sorry I did not save any of those for you. They were just too good and I drank them all. So thank you, All Good. Thank you, Trip the Light. And thank you, Thunder Island Brewery. Uh, Trip the Light also, I mean, also brought me, um, I think, around six pounds of coffee of various, oh, various, yeah. various um, uh, small roasters there, craft roasters in the Pacific Northwest. Also small known batch, as roasters. Small batch micro roasters, uh, mostly from Poverty Bay Coffee Company. Um, and it is, it's been absolutely uh, So you're still, you're still drinking, did you say you're still drinking those micro roasters? Yeah. I, I've, I've moved on to nano roasters myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you let me know when someone gives you six pounds of nano roasters. You don't get six pounds of nano roasters. The nano you, get like, you get like you get like an ounce of nano roasting. Dude. Like, come on, like what are you talking about? Like six pounds. No. The coffee no. from the nano no, roasters no, no, is no. so small yeah. you can't even see it, but it's there. You just have to believe. You know. I think it's called Nescafe Instant. <laughs> nano roasters. Oh my God, that's. Hashtag nano roasters. We've got Hashtag nano roasters. Right. you heard it here on the trail show first. File the trademark immediately. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we got to spend an evening with Thomas McGee. It was really great. He's oh, an yeah? exceptional human. So if anybody Did ever he, gets yeah. a chance, Did he come down to hang out way? with him? Yeah, he came yeah. to Salida. We went out to dinner. Yeah. We nice. broke bread. Yep. We broke naan together. Mm. By the way, I just purchased nanoroasters.net. So sorry, I, got the, uh, I got the I got the Instagram account already. <laughs> get get the so. TikTok before that gets grabbed up, man. That's we'll what, do. We'll do. I'll start the some videos right here in this room. Nana roasting coffee because when you nana roast coffee, you don't <laughs> you need can't. like a big big no, job. No, because you're setup. just really you're roasting yeah. really one bean at a time. Coffee like right on this table, right, right on the front of me, your, you know? palm yeah. of your hand. <laughs> it's just like watch this. Nano roasting. You want some? It's gonna be like a hundred dollars for like mm -hmm. a gram <laughs> of coffee, and you can't really oh, do much man. with a gram of coffee, so you have to buy a lot from the nano roasters. Okay. What about snort it. franchises? Can we do nano roastery franchises here on the trail show? I mean, we we shut down. We could. Our... We haven't we haven't advertised any franchise opportunities on the trail show in many many years. We are ripe to advertise some franchising opportunities. All right. I think we've gotten off the rails. All we right. have. That's a good yeah. sign. Mm -hmm. POD, did you have any news this month? I do have some news this month. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have trail news. Here it is. President Joey Biden was in Colorado recently for the official designation of Camp Hale as a national monument. Yeah. Oh, the geode. Yes, Camp the Geode Hale. That's right. <laughs> Camp the Geode Hale uh, and the Continental Divide yeah. landscape are one of four landscapes identified for protections in the Colorado Outdoor Recreation Economy Act. A uh, piece of legislation that is a result of over a decade of collaboration with Colorado stakeholders. So that's kind of cool, you know. It's super yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, I remember Camp Hill when we hiked through in 2006. Yep. I remember there in, was a turd in there. 
there was a, a it was in a heavy state of disrepair mm-hmm. so i kind of want to go and see it now because i it yeah. sounds like i mean if it's a national monument it's there's a lot of money that just opened up yep. to make it a thing yeah i think and this tur- is a f- the first national monument designation of this biden administration yes. so <laughs> it's an important step yeah that's true hopefully hopefully there's more in the yeah way well, it sounds like there's four, at least four sites identified in Colorado. I don't know what they are, but yeah. And uh, Trilo's backyard was the second site. Well, obviously. Yeah. Joe, um, Joe Biden's actually sleeping. He's there in now. the next room. Yeah, he's in the next room. <laughs> uh, Teresa Martinez was there, I believe. So that's pretty whoop, cool. Whoop. Item number two. Number two. In- number two. This is interesting. Uh, this fall, the North Face has announced that it will rename its sherpa jackets and vests in an effort to respect the culture and heritage of the sherpa people of nepal finally from now on the company will call its fleece products thick thick synthetics designed to imitate the shirlings and sheep's wool fabrics traditionally used in sherpa clothing they're going to call it the high pile instead awesome Um, and just for a little education the Sherpa people belong to an indigenous ethnic group that has lived in the high altitude eastern regions of the Himalaya since migrating from eastern Tibet to Nepal in the 15th century. And the group has played a pivotal role in the development of mountaineering in the region, climbing alongside foreign mountaineers to the point where many English speakers still use Sherpa as a synonym for high altitude porter or guide. So just to clarify for people, I think I've gotten on a soapbox about this before. The Sherpa name it does not mean porter. It's like their their caste name or their tribe name, if you will, to equate it to something that maybe has a construct in English. And so people that use this name Sherpa as their trail name or or as part of their trail name, it's like just think about subbing out the name Sherpa with Cherokee and and ask yourself if you would feel comfortable with that, you know, nickname. Some people on Instagram have the word Sherpa in their handle, but they are not Sherpa people. So I'm just saying, like, substitute that in with any tribal name and ask yourself if you would feel comfortable using that. And I don't think you would, but I think people just don't understand that Sherpa doesn't mean porter. Yeah, at least in the U.S. Yeah, And frankly, probably in most countries outside of Nepal and in that part of the world. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So anyway, that's long time coming, and I think that's great. Meanwhile, in Florida, after Hurricane Ian, Florida's national parks are reopening. Visitors to Florida's national parks and preserves should expect to see downed trees, debris, damaged infrastructure, and other potential obstacles. Marine waters are currently open in all locations. The Gulf Coast, wilderness camping, and campgrounds within national parks and preserves are closed until further noticed. Uh, Biscayne, is that how you say it? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Biscayne, Everglades, Dry Tortugas, and Big Cypress are all at least partially open. So you'll need to check each park's website for the most recent updates. I'm not going to say them here because they'll change by the time the show comes out. So sounds like things are opening back up at least a little bit. So that's great. This might be yeah. a tough year for a Florida trail. Yeah. Uh, Dilo, I hope you're taking notes there. But, um, yeah, I think some some hikers start in December, maybe even earlier, and 
Might not be the best bet, Florida Trail, anytime. I don't know. I mean, why? I don't think it's Florida Trail where it passes through was actually directly in the impact of the hurricane. Well, mm. I can tell you for a fact that it was because the Florida Trail goes around Orlando, and my mm. sister lives in Orlando, and Orlando had fairly a lot severe of down flooding. Trees. Well, flooding yeah. is one thing, but what about down trees? Because yes. down trees are more more of a problem for hikers than flooding. Floods recede, and the trail is still there. Whereas Talking down about... trees will cover the trail and make it impossible to get through. That's true. And, I mean, maybe the trails get cleared by then. I, I don't know. Think about the priority of, of clearing oh, wood right clearing now Clearing the Florida. trails is not the priority. Yeah, nature. it's the yeah. last possible yeah. priority. They got so many things to clear everywhere else. So yeah, I imagine uh, you can expect a lot of down trees and you're on your own if you're hiking you're on your Florida own. trail. By the way, my sister lives in Orlando, very close to a lake, and the the lake level came up ten feet. Wow! And it, it came within three inches of spilling into her house, and it stopped, and it receded back. I mean, she was on the brink. They had already like gotten a hotel. They'd already taken everything inside the house and like lifted it up and put it on tables. Like they were for sure it was going to flood and all signs pointed to like, yeah. And it stopped right at the brink, man. She got so lucky. Oh, their feet is insane that yeah. deep into the state. It's not like a storm surge. A storm surge at 10, uh, 10 feet is not a big, like expected. Right. It's a low storm surge for that kind of storm, but. But yeah, Orlando's wow. inland. It's in the center of... Well, they probably got two feet of rain, right? I, I think 20 inches or something. 20, yeah, yeah, close, so close. to two feet. Yeah. It's freaking nuts. Anyway, go to the Florida Trail Association's website for current info about the FT. That's probably your best bet. Or just don't, go to Delo's website. I mean, yeah, I'm don't sure there's... Us. We don't know anything about the Florida no, Trail. We don't, we don't know. It's not a, not a damn thing. POD, anything else for trail news? <clears throat> That's pretty much it. Okay. That's it. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have our special guest, Richard Skittles Larson, to talk about his 5,000 mile hike of the Snowbird Route. This is the Bobby Stanton, and I never listen to the trail show. All right, folks, we're back from break. We've got our trail of the month with a very special guest. You may remember him from way back in early 2016. He was on our two New Zealand episodes, which are, are infamous in trail show lore. Uh, <laughs> legendary. Legendary, some would say. True. And Skittles, we've was... had you on for another show too, right? Yeah, the Camino de Costa Rica. You had the me Camino on a couple years ago, yep. like three years ago, maybe. I don't know. But now we've got you on for your, your biggest endeavor to date, the Snowbird 5000. We've been listening to you, your audio clips for months now. Um, as you made your way from Key West 
to the northwest angle of Minnesota. You just finished, what, a couple weeks ago, barely? Yeah, um, just about two weeks ago, not quite. It's a 5,000-mile trail. We've got um, about 20 minutes, and <laughs> we'll see what we can cover in that amount of time. I got, I got a quick question about the Snowbird 5,000 route. <clears throat> um, is there any water on the trail? Yeah, there is some water just here and there. You don't have to care. You don't have to start with all of your water and you can get some oh, water. Okay. Do you have to resupply? <laughs> yeah, there's unfortunately probably too many resupplies. There's too many McDonald's and too many Dollar Generals and too many like really crappy resupplies along the way. Oh, it sounds like a, a buffet of services. All right, let, let's start from the beginning. And, and not from like when you were, when you came out of the womb, like the beginning of the trail. Uh, so you started in Key West, you hiked to Northern Minnesota and you're the first person to do this route, I think. So how did you actually come up with the route and what was the vision? What was the idea? Well, I think it was just an exercise in trying to stay sane in the middle of the winter, just thinking about different hikes and what you could possibly do. I think originally I was trying to think about going from Key West to Cape Flattery from the southeasternmost point to the northwesternmost point. And I couldn't come up with a route that made sense for me that I could hike straight through from one side to the other without being in the middle of winter or hiking across Texas or something like that that <laughs> wasn't going to work out. And when I kind of figured out that that wasn't going to work, I thought about ending my hike in Minnesota and I looked inside well the northernmost point isn't that far from the north country trail and so I kind of looked to see how to get up there and then I found out that there was this buoy at the northernmost point that you know mimics the southernmost point buoy and when I saw that it actually kind of clicked in my head that 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 would make a good hike a good start and finish point going from one buoy to the other buoy and going from the southernmost to northernmost and it was mainly just a figment of you know I guess my imagination for quite a while I didn't really know that it was going to actually happen until pretty much when I started hiking <laughs> yeah so you've got the do it. you've got the buoys so is the next step then just to like look at maps of existing lawn trails and figure out where the linkages are yeah I kind of just was looking to see what was possible to hike and I found a lot more than I thought I would and almost all of it is trails or routes that other people have done before so the Southern Third is almost all the Eastern Continental Trail. And then the um, connectors, there's a Tennessee connector, which is a route that Scott Tabba Ward, who I think he had on his show, it was part of yeah. his Palmetto Lake to Ocean Trail. Right. Um, and he had a guidebook for that. And it was mostly road walking, but at least he had already kind of put together a route and had some trails and some stuff. And then discovered that the Sheltui Trace Trail goes south to north across Kentucky and pretty much connects Tennessee up to the North Country Trail. There was just like a 45 mile section between those two trails to connect them. So then from Southern Ohio all the way to Tower, Minnesota was on the North Country Trail and then had about 250 miles at the end through Northern Minnesota and Manitoba up into Angle Inlet. So probably 90% of this trail was on routes that existed that I just connected up in different ways. I got gotcha. you. There wasn't that much that I had to actually figure out where I was going to go, you know, just on my own. 
And just to break it down for listeners a little bit, the first part, I mean, to get to Tennessee, you'd, you'd mentioned the Eastern Continental Trail, but that's basically the Florida Trail up to the Alabama Roadwalk, up to the Penhody Trail. And then you did like Benton Mackay from there? Yeah, I did Benton Mackay. Most people that are doing the Eastern Continental Trail go down to Springer and then start the Appalachians. So they do like a full Appalachian Trail through hike. I've already done the Appalachian Trail a few times, so I was more interested in doing something different, and I've never hiked the Benton Mackay. Yeah. And it was kind of interesting because I was on the Benton Mackay about the same time that everybody starts the Appalachian Trail, and I was hearing that the shelters were overcrowded and there was way too many people, <laughs> and I saw like three other long-distance hikers <laughs> on the Benton Mackay. It was just nobody was there. And it, you know, it's gorgeous. It's, it's almost the same. It's similar country. It's really awesome trail, but everybody's on the Appalachian Trail. You know, the late yeah. P. Mags once hiked the Benton Mackay Trail. It's a really nice trail. I would recommend it if you're going down in that direction and don't want to be with as many people. So, That's And, you know, it's a Southern Appalachian, so, you know, pretty, pretty decent mountains, and it's fairly remote in a lot of the areas. So you finished on, did you say October 2nd? Yeah, I finished October 2nd. So I started November 23rd at 5 a.m., and I finished October 2nd at 1.30 p.m. So it was uh, 314 days. Gosh, is that wow. the FKT? That is the FKT, right? It's the it is the FKT. It's the SKT. It's the OKT. I set the record for the oldest hiker. I set the record for the youngest hiker. Wow. I mean, just it's, all kinds of records. <laughs> wow. it, it's also like, the you, only known who, time. Who do you tell yeah, who, the who OKT. records these records? Like, how did you get a plaque? Did you get well, a patch? Like, did anybody keep track of this stuff? Well, like, like, how does this work? Does the trail yeah, have a logo? I'm probably going to have to like send in my, Is there a website? my information to the Snowbird Trail Association and see if they'll you know, <laughs> give me credit. I'm, I am debating about putting together a website because a lot of people have been asking me about a map and the route details and stuff. Yeah. Like there's more people that seem interested than I thought would be. So I might put up enough of a webpage just to put a map and like where I hiked. And I am going to get a logo for it. Um, Hector, who you guys might know from Hector Hector Cortez, he is working on a snowboard trail logo for me. Wow! I emailed him when I was done and asked if he was interested, and he just like jumped at the opportunity. He's like, "Yeah, I'll do that." So, and he met me down on the Florida Trail. He lives near Christmas, Florida. He came out and did some trail magic when I came through. Met me in Christmas which I happened to be hiking through on Christmas Day. So. What? Just like if the stars awesome. could only just align just like that, man. Like Hector Cortez in Christmas, Florida on Christmas Day. Wow. What about a map, Skittles? Are, are, you working, yeah. are you working with anyone in particular about maybe putting a map together? I am going to try to put a map together. I, I emailed Brett Tucker to ask what he does for the maps on his website. And... He just basically emailed me back and said, try Keltopo. So I'm going to try Keltopo for okay. putting a map together. And Oof. I'm sure that I probably Save will not work. be successful on my first attempt. So I will probably be emailing and asking other people, like, how well, did you do this? <laughs> Skittles, our very own Prentice of Darkness, is somewhat of a Keltopo expert. So No, I am not an expert. Are you kidding <laughs> me? You know way more about Keltopo than, other than, like, Twinkle and maybe Hearsay that, you know way more than anyone I know. 
Hmm. Yep. He was so Skittles... way more than I do. I've never used Keltopo. Okay. So... Oh, it's it's great. Keltopo is so Be- fun. Beauty's a huge fan. Yeah, I, I do love it. I did download a file of the Alabama Roadwalk that somebody sent me on Keltopo. So I did follow that on Keltopo, but that's the only thing I've used. I've I used like six different hiking apps while I was on this trail, like oh, Gaia us, and Keltopo. Yeah, and, tell us about yeah, that. Tell us about and that. All trails and Avenza. <laughs> and okay. all of those well, apps have have the established trails on them, right? I mean, yeah, take, well, choose your app, right? They I mean, all have I, the, most of the most of the trails that you piece together. Yeah. So the Far Out app, which used to be Gut Hook, has um, well before you even get on the Florida Trail, you start with the Overseas Heritage Trail and then the Florida connector to get from Key West to the Southern terminus of the Florida trail. Both of those are on far out. The Florida trail is on far out. Um, the Penhody trail, I think was on far out. Sheltui trace wasn't when I did it, but they actually just got on far out. Hmm. The Buckeye trail in Ohio is on far out. So you can use far out for all of those. Um, I just had a KMZ file that I put on Gaia for the Sheltui trace, but that's now on far out. North Country uh, just, Trail. North Country Trail is just on Avenza Maps. Okay. So they have free Avenza Maps on their website. You can print them out, or you can just have them on your phone. Most wow. of this area, I was in pretty like urban, not too remote areas. So most of this, I just relied on my phone. But the few places that I was more in wilderness area, which was like the border out in the Quebec through northern Minnesota, then I carried paper maps as well as my phone because. You know, there were areas where if I, if my phone went bust on me there, I figured I wanted a backup, but other areas, there were roads quite frequent, or you could figure out where you're going if your phone, you know, crapped out on you for some reason. Uh, so 314 yeah. days, 5,000 miles, six different apps, a whole bunch of like connecting <laughs> the dots. And I guess you're just kind of like, you're making adjustments on the fly. I mean, the road, some of the roadblocks, I'm sure you, you actually didn't have any beta on like roadblocks in Ohio. Like, are you just guessing, you know? So I had, I had local people that helped me out. Um, when I was on the Sheltui trace, I was like posting on their Facebook page and this guy that lives near the Northern end of the Sheltui, you know, they knew that I was continuing on and he was like, well, I can do some, you know, ground truthing for you. And so I sent him my proposed route from the, end of the Sheltui to the North Country Trail and he kind of went in to make sure that those roads actually existed and were public roads and did a little you know pre-beta testing for me before I got there and then in northern Minnesota I had talked to the tourism director for the Lake of the Woods and he put me in touch with this guy who's in charge of like the snowmobile clubs in that area and I called him up and I actually didn't talk to him until I was in Michigan but I called him up from Michigan and talked to him and he just gave me the route. I was like, so I'm going to go from Tower, Minnesota to War Road. What route would you take? And he's not even looking at a map. He just knows all this stuff off the back yeah. of his head. Wow. He's like, well, I'd go on this, this road for 11 miles and I'd turn left and I'd go 12 miles this way. And there's a place you can camp here. And oh, you know, man. So I'm just you're frantically writing down. Yeah, like, I was oh, trying I to keep in that. touch with him. <laughs> and then I asked him, well, like, can you email me this? And then he never sent an email. So I called oh. him back and then like just marked it on a map. But it worked perfect um i followed his route just about exactly and that area is 
kind of swampy with a lot of tannin in water. So water was a little bit of an issue up there, but otherwise the routes and stuff was pretty good. Root beer drink, water. And then did you drink that the, tannin water yeah. up there? Like, because there's a lot of tannin water up there in the North Country. Did you drink yeah. that? Like, it's fine, right? It's just brown. I, yeah, I drink a lot of it. it. It's just like psychological. The water yeah. tastes fine if you're not looking at it. <laughs> Mainly if I put drink mix in it. You know, if I put stuff in that, you know, and I'm a dip and sip person too. So, dip and but, sip. So but frothy, it was just frothy totally brown fine. creek that looks like it's coming out of like a industrial waste plant. You're like, well, you know, I know there's no industrial waste plant up there, so it's just brown from the needles. So you just drink it. Yeah, yeah. It's almost yeah. more unsettling than the fact that it's brown. Is that you know, look in some of the places and there's this like white foam that bubbles mm -hmm. up on the surface. But you could you could get well, under the foam, like it's right? Industrial I mean, you could waste or something. Like, submerge. Be natural. <laughs> Submerge so, your bottle underneath the foam, right? So you don't have to get, get the foam in your bottle. Yeah. Skittles, let's talk about the psychological piece of walking for 314 yes. days. Like most through hikers are out for four, five, maybe six months. And it's one and done, boom, bam. And that's that's a struggle enough. But you were basically out for like roughly the, the length of two through hikes in a row with no real break. I guess... I want to know, like, at any point, were you like, I'm, I'm freaking done with this. I don't want to do this anymore. Or did you get like fatigued and exhausted and just like at a breaking point at, at any time? Um, I went through a few little kind of lulls where I wasn't as excited about the trail. I think the first one was kind of in Northern Florida where I got a little tired of Florida and the swamps and the water. And there was probably maybe two or three days in a row where I was just kind of like, blah, like this yeah. is whatever. And, but you know, I've done enough long distance hiking and I know that I like being out there. So I knew that that would pass eventually. So eventually you'd get just a beautiful day or a really beautiful section of hike. I think I was after the blah area, I think I got to the, what's it? St. Mark's like kind of lake shore where it was just gorgeous area and that helped. And then, I ran into a couple other hikers that I hiked with for a while and that picked me up. Um, I think the worst parts of the trail were the roadwalk connectors like Alabama and Tennessee and Northern Minnesota. And on all of those sections, I had friends that visited me. I mean, this guy named Disco came down to Montgomery and I had, you know, a friend, Beth, who came down. Was that to a, a helpful and... or a hurtful moment when Disco? <laughs> well, <laughs> that was one of the low points, but then, you know, like, no, but... <laughs> You know, for the, for the roadwalks, it really helped to have people there, both kind of as a pick-me-up and then having a place to stay at night to not have to worry about that and to be able to slack pack. So that was really helpful. Otherwise, I think some of the roadwalk areas could have been a bit tedious if you were just doing it as a full backpack. Skittles walked across the sketchiest bridge I've ever seen oh, from a walking I think that was the worst part. In Alabama. Talk to us about talk was, to us about the worst. It was parts. rush hour in the morning. Yeah, talk to us about the worst parts of this because there are probably some just <laughs> this hellish bridge, moments. This bridge. What was about one the, of yeah. Them. yeah? Talk to us about this bridge. Talk to us about like so, the scariest. This moment bridge too. had like you know this bridge had like a foot long width. Like it wasn't even two feet. It was one foot. I was leaning away from traffic out over the side of the bridge to wow because it was rush hour. It's there were like large trucks going by 
it was right one of the you. scariest seconds I've ever hiked on a trail. And, and how then, long was the bridge? You, know, you estimate? Um, it wasn't that long. And fifty yards. Then there was another really. It was maybe a yeah, hundred yards at the most. Football Probably a hundred yards. Yeah. And there was another one that was similar, but was shorter coming up. And I happened to hit it when there was no traffic. So I actually ran across it. So I got across before traffic arrived. But, and there was another bridge down in um, the Florida Keys is a bridge called the Seven Mile Bridge, which does have a little wider walk path, but it's seven miles long. So you had to make sure you went to the bathroom before you got on the bridge. <laughs> You're not going oh to take a break. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's nowhere to go, right? Yeah. So you have like, two hours of walking Whoa. across the bridge i don't think i can go two hours without going to the bathroom <laughs> especially when i'm walking well, over water you, just don't drink you, i think pod you probably would just go to the bathroom on the side i would that's, that's exactly what i was thinking i was like what are they gonna oh, do stop what are they gonna I do can, stop you know? yeah. <laughs> what are you doing i'm peeing what do you mean what and am like, I doing? if i'm wearing a skirt i can fully pretend like i'm tying my shoe and pee mm -hmm. and yeah you can get by with it i know you can go just about anywhere what about, what about <laughs> so you talk about the bridges what about like sketchy moments like well where they're just like sketchy people or like sketchy situations talk to us i mean it's coming up on halloween talk to us about something well like my sketchiest moment on the trail was on my connector between the sheltui trace and ohio doing a road walk i ended up on this gravel road that turned into basically an ATV trail. It was all public road, but it was the road that nobody ever goes on. And when I came kind of out on the far side, there was this old house that kind of had their property spread across the entire road had just kind of taken over it. And I'm sure nobody ever walks through there. And he had, I came up and there was one dog, a black dog, like sitting outside his house. And the black dog kind of turned around and ran inside his house when I approached so I wasn't really thinking about too much about it and then it came running back out of the house with two other dogs there were four dogs that came around from the backyard and so I was surrounded by seven dogs that came up to me and the first dog actually came up and kind of bit me on the side of my thigh just lightly but enough to kind of tear the skin and Whoa. I mean I was I was kind of freaking out the guy came out of the house and yelled and the dogs all listened to him immediately which was good because I'm not sure what would have happened if he wasn't there. I was, uh, you know, surrounded by seven dogs that you know you can oh, wow. you can handle one or two dogs at a yeah. time because you can be stern and you can face them and you can do whatever. So that freaked me out. And then the next few days, actually, the next day, there were two pitbulls that came out on oh the road. Oh my god! The next every day. Time, the next day. And so then for a while, every time like, I even heard just two of you, where's the other five? <laughs> <laughs> no, but they were out on the road. And actually a guy came up in a car behind me and kind of helped like honk and chase them away. But wow. So I was, I was on edge for quite a while. Anytime I'd even hear a dog, even inside somebody's house, I'd like jump and be like, ah, oh, what the, but so that was by far the, the scariest moment I had on the trail. And it did affect me for a while. And yeah. People ask like, what are you know animal encounters you have on the trail? They ask about bears, and you know, I had a couple bears come to camp, but they run away when you yell at them. Yeah, alligators in Florida, they leave you alone unless you know you'd have to go swimming in the water for them to attack you. So people hmm. think that you have these scary animals, and like, no, it's dogs. Dogs yeah. are yeah. by far the scariest animals. So, did you run into dogs in um, 
in Florida, Skittles? In northern Florida, there was one roadwalk <laughs> that had a few dogs, but yeah. I mean, that was still at the point where I was pretty confident in my ability to deal with dogs. And yeah, I was I was feeling pretty good until Kentucky. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I can deal with dogs. People would be complaining on the apps about these bad spots with dogs and I'd get to them and find out they weren't that bad. And so I mm-hmm. I felt pretty confident until I got to the spot with seven dogs. And then after that, every single dog scared the crap out of me. <laughs> so Hey, Skits, um, I don't know if you can see on your screen that a certificate of completion has popped up. Awesome. Compliments of Triple O. Triple O, can you read what the certificate says? Well, this is an official document from the trail show. It's a certificate of completion to certify that Skittles has successfully completed the snowbird route and now holds the fastest known time, the slowest known time, the only known time, the (laughs) oldest hiker, the youngest hiker, the first hiker, the last hiker, the fewest shoes used, the most shoes used, the friendliest records for this trail. Key West, November 23rd, 2021 to Angle Inlet, October 2nd, 2022. And it's even signed by Executive of Trail Accomplishments, (laughs) POD, and Hike Validation Officer, Disco. Wow, this is really official. Amazing. Yeah, Skittles is so official. official, This is awesome. I love the bear reading. There's a bear with a backpack on here reading a map. (laughs) Might have a better map than I had. That's pretty cool. (laughs) So how do I get a copy of this? <laughs> we can I want to put this on my wall. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll email, email it, to you. it to you. And we we I don't can re- even uh, I don't print. remember signing this though. It looks like I signed it and I don't remember that. Well, no, you're not. You're, you're named it. That's <laughs> yeah. not your signature. We're yeah, naming you. Named it. Yeah, oh, okay. we're, we're we're naming names. Uh, and maybe we can even print a fancy copy and mail it to you. Well, yeah, because we have yeah. to actually sign it. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll mail it to you in Alaska. What what else should Trail Show Nation know about the snowbird route that, that we haven't asked? Well, yet? I was gonna say the finish actually ended up being kind of fun for me because that the tourism director of the Lake of the Woods, he put out this newsletter that like all the lodges and stuff get up at Angle Inlet. And so they knew that I was coming. And all the people that live up there, they drive back and forth to War Road to get their supplies and whatnot. So the last two days that I was walking through Canada and up into the Angle Inlet, I had people like stopping on the side of the road and asking me, are you the guy hiking from Florida? And I had people coming out of their car wanting to get (laughs) photos with me. Like I was this little like miniature celebrity. That was great. It was a lot of fun. So Were there news that. crews and satellite dishes and like people lining the the end right there at the buoy? Well, my parents were there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, since I finished, I've been in like four different newspapers and Fox News from the Twin Cities what? came out and did it. Yes, literally. What? I've been That's on, amazing. I've been on like a Minnesota like statewide news channel. And I've been in the Grand Forks paper and the Duluth paper and then a couple of my hometown papers, New Ulm and Wilmer, that I've lived in before. So I actually have been getting kind of caught off guard. But And most of this, I actually have that like that Lake of the Woods tourism director guy. He's the one who contacted a lot of these newspapers and stuff. And he kind of put out the word. So I've had like my own little PR director who's been, you know, <laughs> working and for me. We're, real quick, we'll give you a plug. You were also just interviewed by the Buffalo Roamer podcast. I think he said it would come out in December, but if you go on to oh. just search for Buffalo Roamer, the podcast, 
guests will show up whatever ones are coming up but yeah and that's more of a long form interview so it was like an hour long interview and he's got a few good shows that I've been listening to I've mainly been choosing to listen to his hiking podcast but he talked to like Emily Ford and a few other long distance hikers yeah I saw he interviewed Buck Nelson too which is um I think Buck invented the desert trail that Dirtmonger hiked a few years back ah yes 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 what advice would you give to future snowbird 5000 hikers (laughs) don't do it (laughs) I'm not sure bring a machete in Kentucky sure that any (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah well i would bring pepper spray for the dogs i bought pepper spray after that encounter i didn't have it for it but mm. i certainly would bring pepper spray um Dog i don't know treats. i would think that actually going as slow going as slow as i did actually is good i only did like 15 to 20 miles a day because that kept me in the kind of pre-summer weather for two-thirds of the trail it wasn't until I got to Michigan where I had to deal with summer weather and mosquitoes and bugs so and then by the time I got to northern Minnesota the bugs were gone so I think I feel like most long distance hikers would probably want to go faster than I did but then I think you'd have more summer weather to deal with more I also heat. think that that going faster might be a lot of wear and I mean I guess you'd be out there for fewer days but you were out there for over 300 days and even a faster hiker is going to be out there for what 250 or something like that's that's a lot of days mm-hmm. of like doing if you're doing bigger miles probably easier on your bodies especially for the people who fall into the demographic of of our group <laughs> yes <laughs> the 70 year old that, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that is you, one thing uh, that i unfortunately have noticed now that i turned 50 on this trail and i am definitely slower than i was a few years ago yeah did you have to um were you able to buy food the whole way or did you have to mail yourself food anywhere i mailed myself food two different places one was on a place called river ranch because there's just a long stretch without any other like decent resupply and then um in northern minnesota i mailed myself food to the gunflint lodge which is in the middle of the boundary waters because otherwise you'd have about 200 miles without a resupply there. So, and the Gunflint Lodge was a great spot to stop and like have dinner and resupply and have a few beers before you hiked on. But yeah, there was just like two spots. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. What about permits? Did you have to have permits for any of the trails you were on? So Florida Trail, you did have to have like oh. two permits, one to go across the Seminole Reservation. And I can't remember what the other one was. And I pretty, oh, and then, um, going through pictured rocks on the upper peninsula you needed to actually have permits to camp in certain spots Hmm. you were supposed to get a permit to go through the boundary waters there's nobody out there but i mean the permit was free too i just i think i actually did apply for it online and just never picked it up because the it was a little bit out of the way to pick it up but otherwise yeah it's pretty much red tape free so that that last piece to get to the northwest angle, you actually have to leave the U.S., cross into Canada, and then cross back into the U.S. What about the border crossings there? How was that? It was good. I thought that they, I wasn't sure what they would think about me just walking to the border, but I walked up to the border. Two guys came out of the Canadian Border Patrol, and they talked to me for a while. And I think they were a little confused maybe about what I was doing, but they had no problem. They didn't they didn't even look at my backpack they just talked to me for a while and then they're like hey you know go ahead 
So you did that. And then when you go back into the Northwest angle, you actually, there's just this booth that you go into and you, you sign in on this like tablet inside, you like enter your information. And in, in that there's a way that it says like, how did you enter? And it's like by car or by boat. And then there is a pedestrian one. So I entered by pedestrian. And they didn't question that. You just had to wait a little bit and somebody sent back and said, you're okay. To enter, oh, so but it was a digital tablet. Yeah, it's just a tablet that's in this booth, kind uh-huh. of in the middle of nowhere. There's no, it's not. I think there's few <laughs> enough people that go there that it's not worth them having a man. So that's amazing. <laughs> wow, that's incredible, so, man. It, yeah, it's a unique experience. And then when you actually leave up there to go back into Canada, at the same booth instead of a tablet, there's just this phone that you pick up. So you pick up this phone and. You just call in and tell them your information that you're going in back into Canada, like an old style payphone kind of phone. Hey, yeah, I'm coming, yeah. I'm coming into Canada now. It's a rotary Are you ready phone. Ready for me? You got ready? There, there's nothing to dial. You just pick up the phone oh. and then you wait for them to answer the other end. <laughs> Hello, this is Canada. <laughs> wow. Hey, oh my God. Richard Larson from the USA. Can I come in? <laughs> Skittles, I think most of us, my, myself included, didn't know that there was a northern buoy. Like, we've all seen the buoy at Key West. It's the southernmost point in the continental U.S. But, like, I don't know. Wait, maybe D'Lo knew. I didn't time know. Out. Why you are know? they? Why are there buoys? Why, <laughs> well, why buoys? <laughs> like, what's the deal? Question. What's the deal? Why buoys? Yeah, well, the, the northernmost one was just kind of to copy the southernmost one. It's only been there for five years. It hasn't really existed. Ah. And then two of those years, you couldn't get there because of COVID. The whole area was shut down. And you couldn't get up there. So it's not very well known yet. Um, I think yeah. they were excited because they're trying to bring some notoriety to it. So they were kind of happy that some guy was hiking to it. Um, it was just <laughs> like some local people that did the northernmost one they got a couple of large culverts and filled them with cement and then had some local group that came up and painted it so it's a very like grassroots you know make this buoy and yeah try to turn it into something so they no, actually no, had it's cool it's really cool I, I when i was there there was no buoy you had to like go find the cut of like trees that they have along the u.s canadian border to find the actual to find anything they had like a like a marker down there somewhere but it's like nothing like that yeah, it's way cooler were, to have the buoy but you were probably more close to the true northernmost point the buoy is kind of not at the northernmost point but it makes for a very good finish but i'm yeah. sure you were you were probably out on the water and actually probably touched the the northernmost well, point i'll be guessing Technically, the southernmost point is not the southernmost point either, because the southernmost point yeah. of Key West is is actually on a military base. They just don't let you go on there. <laughs> oh. Well, and you said there's a private island even yeah, south of there. Yeah, and there's a private island. So up, I think the buoys are the way to try go. to shoot you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, it makes for a good start and finish of the trail, and you know, it, it's easier to get to either. Otherwise, you'd be if you're on foot, you'd be bushwhacking through some pretty terrible terrain in the northernmost part, and you can't actually legally get to the southernmost one. So, and the Very people cool. of Angle Inlet are super nice people. So I'm glad that they welcomed yeah. you with open arms. That's great. So, so they were really awesome. My parents were there waiting for me at the finish, and this guy that runs one of the lodges there, 
he gave them a boat ride to another lodge so that they could watch the Vikings game in the morning and <laughs> they hung out there and then he drove them back. So like they just totally took care of my parents and entertained them while they were waiting for me to finish. They were so nice. Yeah. Just a great place. Like, wow. We could just give him a ride up here, but he insists on walking. well i did i did get offered that even like when i was like four miles from the finish there was this couple was like you want to ride and they they didn't know what i was doing they're like no i'm just hiking and they're like our our car's kind of full but otherwise we give you a ride it's kind of far to walk there and i'm thinking little did they know you just walked like five thousand miles to get to that spot oh my god amazing Well, Skittles, man, congratulations. It, it's huge. I mean, literally, it's huge. It's a huge hike, 5,000 miles. If people want to see photos from your hike or get more info, where can they go? Um, well, Trail Journals. I have a journal at trailjournals.com slash Skittles. I kept a daily journal. The first half, I have photos up for every day. The second half, I haven't caught up on photos yet. I do have details of my route on there and that's you know the only place really to get any information on the snowbird route because that's the only place that exists well and you did post some photos on your instagram account if i've got yeah on my instagram and then on facebook i have photos probably once a week or every 10 days i would post an update on those two i gotta ask were you were you sad when the hike ended did you you miss it (laughs) or were you just like no i'm good so the the day the day that the hike ended was just this absolutely gorgeous fall day like sunny and 65 and just Mm. beautiful and as we were driving back my parents had picked me up at the end the northernmost point as we were driving back i was just kind of like looking out there going man i'd rather be out there walking it's so nice though (laughs) but now it's just like it just snowed here and it's like 35 degrees and cold and wet and i'm like yeah, it's probably time to be done with the yeah. hike now. Yeah, you timed it perfectly, man. I mean, I imagine like if you had been even a month later finishing, it would have been a couple walking weeks, on couple snow. weeks later. Yeah. yeah, you would have had some miserable weather for sure, some cold, wet weather. Yeah. So Damn. instead, I'm going to go up to catch can where it's going to be cold and wet. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, skits, man. Um, we're going to miss getting your audio updates every month. Those were, those were great. And thanks for coming on tonight to talk to us a little more in depth about the route. And uh, once, uh, once you write a book about the snowbird, we'll let everybody know. Okay. I think I actually will write a book about it. So but I'm going to work on it. Yeah. Cool. So cool. Well, thanks for having me on. Thanks All for right. coming It was on. great to see yeah. you. Great to, yeah, see, you. Good to see you. Yeah, man. Have a yeah. good one. All right. Good thanks. Night. All right, folks, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got all kind of good stuff. Maybe uh, an audio clip from the Wampire, uh, some hotline calls, and who knows? Maybe ask a hiker with Dila. We don't know. Don't go anywhere. You see them walking down the street now with their arms wide open. You can't go downstairs. You can't go outside. Knocking on your door. There's no place to hide. Now don't be jumping at your seat.
This is Heat Wave, and I never listen to the trail show. I just cracked another Yaya E Juicy IPA from Thunder Island Brewing Company. And Dilo, here's what it says. Our flagship IPA is the pudding in the proof. Seven different hops contribute tons of juicy citrus and tropical fruit aroma without being bitter. The juicy ain't worth the squeeze if this beer don't sip like this. Hey, big thanks goes to Dave at Thunder Island Brewing Company once again for all the, the great Yai Juicy IPAs you sent us this month. It's a great beer. So maybe Dilo will get some, you know, by Christmas. We'll see. Do we have five minutes for me to read the back of this Heady Topper can? Yeah, but we, we need to talk about the Heady Topper, man. You're drinking some of Vermont's finest right there. Like, it could take a while to read this. You, you ready? Yeah, yeah just, just read it. Is okay with you? Super fast. Nano fast. I'll read it in two times speed because that's <laughs> how I live life. <laughs> <laughs> Heady Toppers, an American double India pale ale. The beer is not intended to be the biggest or most bitter. It's meant to give you the wave after wave of hoppy goodness in your palate. Tremendous amounts of American hops will creep up on you and leave you with a hoppy finish to in your mouth. So drinkable, it's scary. Sometimes I wish you could crawl right into the can. Freshness and control have always been my main concern when it comes to our beer. We are committed to providing you with all filtered or unpasteurized hop experience. What can I do? What do I recommend you drink it from the can? Quite simply, to ensure the delightful hop experience, the act of pouring in a glass smells nice, but it releases the essential hop aromas that we have worked so hard to retain. Well done. I'm almost done. I'm not done. Oh. <laughs> if you must pour it into a glass, you may oh, find well, that some of the hop resins have settled at the bottom. Leave them in the can while pouring. The beer is perishable and fast when it's kept young, fresh, and hazy. Keep it cold, but not ice cold. Drink this beer immediately. We're always making more. John Kennedy, the Alchemist of Stover Stovermont. Bam. The Trail Show Shout hotline out. is 720-893-2269. Triple O, did we get any calls this month? <laughs> we did. And I think you'll you'll like them. Hey now. Oh. It's wet over there. Calling in, we get uh five people in a three tent three person tent situation. <laughs> which is always a good time. Now three of those people equal what we like to call one disco. But I would believe unlike disco, they don't separate into three individuals and party stomp around the tent when you're trying to go to bed. The wee hours of the night, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Anyhow, your uh, filter problem, you get yourself a nice gravity filter, right? And you keep your, your pipe in your pocket there, and you, you pack it up while the drip, drip, drip's happening. So who cares how long it takes, right? <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> and another tip, we're getting ready to hitchhike, ready? We're going into Chama, New Mexico. So we're in Colorado at the past. We're up there, no one's coming. There's five other through hikers in the woods. We're like, oh, Jesus. They're like, hey, we'll wait up here. We'll wait up here. You guys get a ride. Let's do it. So we're there. We're there. Some guy comes up the pass eventually. Window open, driving slow. He's like, hey, buddy, why don't you bring us down into town there? I just came from town. You want to make 20 bucks? Now the man's thinking. <laughs> and he decides, you know what? Maybe 20 bucks is worth it. And so I say to him, I say, you got a truck. There's no room in the front for me. So why don't you just throw these other five through hikers hiding in the woods in there? And now he looks perplexed. So Tough Boy jumps in the back of the in the front of the truck. Myself and the five other through hikers jump in the back. Now I you could tell in the eyes of these folks that two or three of them never been in the back of a pickup truck by a man that had alcohol on his breath going down a, going down a hill into town. 
Right <laughs> to say, we all made it to tell the tale. But the next day, in the bar, the man confronts some of the other guys and accuses them of stealing their phone. His phone. And I was like, whoa, does that mean he's accusing Chuck Broad, a lovely woman? But, you know, we made no phone calls with that man's phone. And that's all good. Anywho, peace and love, peace and love. Be well, be well. <laughs> he he oh, never man. disappoints, man. He never disappoints. So well, he's going to get another chance to not disappoint because he called oh. back. Oh, my God. Hey, now. Best sweats and plover over here walking through the woods. Aw. Little tail from the trail. So on the same hike, that peanut climbed the south couloir of Mount Blue. Yes, I'll call it a couloir because she's only three feet tall. <laughs> and Piglet contemplating changing her trail name to Froggy. And I said, why? And she said she likes to jump. And I said, who the hell can argue with that? <laughs> However, she didn't change her name. But make you want to have another kid when your kids are out there talking about changing their trail names and whatnot. It's good times. Clean lip. Anywho, peace and love, peace and love, and all that good jazz. Smoking if you got him. What do you say there, Plover? <laughs> the deep breathing of a Plover. <laughs> Aw. That's it. There he goes. There he goes. I like how he referred to his kids walking around the tent at night as hashtag party stomping. (laughs) (laughs) I don't I don't really understand what happened with the guy who gave him a ride into town the day before, accusing them the next day of stealing his phone. Sounds like he lost his phone. And then sounds like you have been drinking. And yeah. he had been drinking, but she was the day before. And mm-hmm. he's still drinking the next day. Can't find his phone. So he's like, ah, I had some Blame random all strangers, strangers in yeah. my car. Yeah. They yeah. probably took it. Maybe I left my phone in the bed and they took it. Yeah, in the bed of the truck. Yeah. Right. Was, you know, out there what's exciting that. is that we are probably very close, given that last phone call, to hearing from the next generation. Yeah. In an audio clip. That's right. Oh, I Gonna like happen. it. I, I just, I feel it. It's on the way. Plover is the, Plover is the YKC, the youngest known caller. Pause. Pause. You're yeah. talking about the next generation. Like, could are we still going to be doing this trail show in like 15 years? <laughs> Like when we're in our sixties, when we're just oh, like man. all just well, like, oh. Dilo, what else are you gonna do with that ankle tether on? Dilo, by we <laughs> still doing a trail. I'm just saying, I have a god, I get it. So Depends far. on that audible. Still uh, doing, well, I don't yeah, those commissions. Know. People still hiking trails. I don't even know. Like, what's the deal, man? Seriously, Dilo, man. Fifteen yeah. years from now, iHeartRadio will have bought out the trail show. <laughs> oh, and, and we'll all be like retired. Yeah, we'll be retired. It'll yeah. be hosted by AI bots that mm-hmm. sound like real hikers, but are actually just artificial and intelligent. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you know what? In 15 years, people won't really be hiking. They'll just be hiking in the metaverse. Yeah, just hiking. Yeah. So it'll be land, like, it'll be know? like, all right, I'm going to go, I'm going to go hike for like four months. Yep. 
and it's this virtual. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's like virtual. I'm just right. I'm just right here. I got my tracking poles, and now I'll just like walk like you know. In, if, in place. if I remember correctly, I think like one of the members of one of the co-hosts of this show has actually done some walking in their basement with trekking poles in the past. It was not me. Um, walking in my basement with trekking poles? I'm pretty poles? sure I've seen you walk in your basement with trekking poles before. No, like you saw him walk like in this? road shoulders in Boulder, city of Boulder. No. No? No. There was, there was some, that, I don't I, remember why. I, I go out on the paved path all the time with my trekking poles, just like this. Hmm. With the metal and tips, right? No, nobody, no nobody casts us. Nobody gives me a second glance because you know, it's okay. Because you're in Boulder, man. Of course. <laughs> All right, let's move on. It's totally cool. It's totally cool. As yeah, exciting just... as it is for us to watch D'Lo march in place, our listeners can't <laughs> see it. So, yeah. why? Well, I think we should probably video? move you're on. Not, you can't put this on Instagram or anything. Sorry, man. Uh, it's TikTok famous, probably already. Yeah, it's already. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll do, how long? Can you tell me when I can stop? You can't stop. No, Just no keep, stopping. You got to keep going. All right. Your legs can never stop moving. I've already done a lot of exercise today, so. Let's do some trip reports. Okay. Has anybody gone anywhere? Triple O, I saw you were on the Palmetto Trail for at least a photo. Yeah, I was down at the state capitol walking around and found a random Palmetto Trail sign. So apparently I was section hiking part of the Palmetto Trail. You're on the PT, baby. Yeah. The PT. We'll see. I got to see where it goes because I have no idea. I just found it at one point. So I don't know where it goes from there or where it mm. came from, but I'm going to look it up. Start Zero? section hiking. I haven't, um, I haven't done any hiking trips. I've done a fair amount of half day mountain biking trips, but I can't talk about those here tonight. No. But I will say that on some of my adventures i have ran into other hikers listeners of the trail show i don't want to say that i ran into dave geode hale on his way up to the trail i was heading up to the trail i was on a bike i was heading up to the trailhead dave geode hale was walking what? on the side of the road on the sidewalk on his way up to the trail to a slightly different trailhead and i look over and he looks over at me and I recognize him, sort of, but I don't know who he is. You were like, just, hey, Halo! I swallowed a bee at your house one day. <laughs> <laughs> and then I and then I was like, Dave. I was like, Dave, the geode hail. He was like, yeah. And I rode with him out of Ooh. my way a little bit up to the trailhead. He was going up here to go hiking. I was going up there to go running. It was great. Chatted. It was fun. I also ran into a CDT hiker up at Rollins Pass back in early September. Excuse me. And uh, <laughs> I was at the, I was like, I was with a bunch of guys who were mountain biking. We mountain biked over the divide from East Portal into Winter Park. And I was like, we got to go up to the sign. Let's go up to the sign. We'll go up to the and they're like, ah, oh, it's just like a little more uphill. It's under the way. I don't want to go. And I was like, we're going. We got to go out. So we did it. <laughs> it wasn't that far. 
we get up there and there's some dude with like gear strewn about uh -huh. the yard like, sale in, in the shade and is like tense out drying out in the sun i'm like hey you're a cdt hiker he's like yeah, yeah. and it was like ah what's that we, ah, ah. and you know talking to him he took pictures of all of us and as i'm heading out i'm like hey man you uh you, you listen to the trail show by any chance he says yeah i do I do listen to the trail show. Why do you ask? What? I was like, what? I was like oh, I'm D-Lo. He's like, D-Lo! Oh, no way. Man, no. He's like, I listen to the trail show. My name's Chuckles. So shout out to Chuckles. Chuckles, CDT what so up? Bound. CDT, CDT so Bound. Chuckles is probably in New Mexico somewhere, like, hunkered down in his tent tonight, you know, just... <laughs> Gonna wake up tomorrow and hike as many miles as he possibly can yeah. in the limited amount of daylight that he's got left, and you know he's on his way. So yeah, shout out to Chuckles from the Trail Show. I didn't go anywhere, but I also have a shout out to a CDT through hiker. Hey now, Mr. Clay Jacobson, the man or beast that I run from ain't been born. Clay Cooks. Oh yeah. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. Whose birthday is October nineteenth, by the way. Happy birthday. And he is. He started a little late. And he is currently, last time I checked, which was uh, over the weekend, he was in uh, Grand Lake. So he's I really think he made it, testing. He made it over James Peak. I saw that he made it yes. over. He's been, he's a prolific yep. Facebooker. He is. And I, I check into Facebook every now and again. And well, I, see he, that I don't think he is a Facebooker. Progress. I think he's an Instagrammer, but you can set have right, your right. settings yeah. so that yeah. for, for all the old people that are on facebook oh, it automatically pushes out there folks <laughs> but yeah i think he's as of the recording of the show i think he might yeah. be just north of i-70 still yeah so kudos to him for being he's got it, the attitude he's, it's october 14th it's so cold at night <laughs> play start running man it was 24 yeah, degrees here at our house this morning play. <laughs> yeah just don't sleep dude you know don't just, sleep man just hike just hike malto, through the night <laughs> malto dextrin that's i asked yeah. him i asked him what he thought he would be to salida and he said he's hoping to be here before christmas <laughs> clay you know, it's methamphetamines can get you down the trail. <laughs> it's a hell of a drug, man. Yeah, but it'll get drug. you down a trail, man. You don't have to do it forever. Just get it. Just get down to New Mexico, man. Yeah, you wow. could probably do it without sleeping. Yeah, I. Oh, but actually, wait, Mount Taylor. Did just, I just encourage trail show listeners to use methamphetamines? Maybe nah. we shouldn't do that. That's probably we'll we'll cut that out in post. Just if you're on the trail, only if you're on the trail, and you need to get through Colorado. <laughs> in the next like two weeks and you've got like 400 miles to go yeah he's i mean <laughs> and your name is coca Clay de mate coca de mate dilo coca de mate that's i mean what... even when you get to salida <laughs> you've got, coca. You've got coca, a lot so. you've got a lot of high country to get through even when you get to here uh, like the oh, yeah. San Juan. oh my god you don't have to do the loop, though. I mean, come on. But even the cutoff, yeah. even the cutoff yeah. goes up really yeah. high. It goes, it goes over twelve and a half thousand feet. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Then you've got you've still got Mount Taylor. That's kind of the last high yeah. elevation yep. obstacle in northern New Mexico. But once you get, you could past skirt Taylor, Mount Taylor. You could skirt Mount Taylor yeah, somehow. I'm sure. Tons of roads. You just got to get the hell out of Colorado, Clay. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening <laughs> to the trail show tonight. <laughs> yeah, man. You got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Red anyway, Bull. Red who Bull. else went somewhere? Well, I I'll just add I um I finished up my stint working out in the West Elks this summer earlier this week, and the fall colors were on point. I hadn't really seen any good 
like really good aspens until Monday, uh, Monday and Tuesday when I was leaving. So I, I drove, I was at like 10,000 feet and I drove back down to 7,000 feet and I went through this aspen zone that was just like going off. You've probably seen some of those photos on the trail show Insty lately, but uh, the colors around Salida have been a bit muted this year and they say muted aspen colors are due to a wet, wetter than normal summer, which we, we kind of mm. had. And typically drier summers are when you get the more vibrant fall colors, but I'll take a wet summer any day of the week here in Colorado because dry summers mean wildfire and we don't need that. So, so that's it for trips. Uh, POD, did we have any donors this month? Oh, we certainly did. So we had Bernard Wolf, hey, Russ Foskinder, Craig Pisco Gully. What a guy. The Bobby Walters. Stanton. Happy anniversary. Uh, Trevor, smoke it if you got it. The Bowman. Bring it up. Sean Dank, Weedman. Jeffrey Weedman. Cottonmouth Caldwell. Diane Pinkers. Stop. David Sarcasm, the Elf. Viddy. Hey. Justin Knowles. Quality from Ingrid California. Gerard. Vermont. Pat, the Bouncer Dixon. Young Trump. The Weekend. The Weekend. Hey now. Steven the Hustler Russell, Ammon the Brute Bruce, Renee Shira Patrick, Shira. Wesley the Haggis Addict Greenwood, Kevin Chickpea Cross and Sasha Honeydew Codette, Tebow Not Tim Williams, Tommy the Meat Popsicle Stevens, put it in the freezer. <laughs> Meet P, I want to play disc golf with you one day. Okay, go. Joseph Pecker Aro. <laughs> Brandon, last lost balls, love lady. Balls. Shira, the switch lady, and Brian, the big McNamara. Wow. You just said balls. Patty, Sisu, Matascala, hey. Felipe Gilbert, Dave, the old crusty geode hail. So I'm on the trail. Stephen, Robin Hood, Tony Sheboygan, Brewing Pits. Boy Rachel again. Die, Bama Die, Merchant. Die, Dant. Bama Die, Die, Bama. Dant, Ho, Umpson. Gosh. Richie Rich. Lemuel Glasgow. Wait a minute. Mark, Pause the on nuclear Dant. farmer, Homer. Dant, Homer. Compass, Wait, Where is that guy from? What kind of name Eric, is that? Hey. The Robber's Son. Daniel Fundip Sharp. Qual- Kill Bill Cottrell. What a Yukon Caboose, Caboose Base. Uh, Matt, Phantom of the Opera. Narmer. Tim, the Hooch Hoochins. Hoochins. Paul, True Love. Curtis Ware. Curtis Ware. Tyler, the Kerminator. Kermit. Where's Curtis? Where did Curtis go? What do you mean? Where? Where? You just gotta keep reading. Don't answer my question. Just keep reading. Ray Fitch, Marvin, Maverick, Kassler, El Hagador. Andrew Paget, Pat Pipkin, Kurt Leocri, Newton, Flash, Bob the Hobo Evans, Jack. are we? Billings. This the God Molecule. Huge. I'm sorry, it's Jack Thigh High Billings. No, the God no, Molecule. That's, that's they, no, who's DMT? Hey, that's someone else. The God Molecule. Yeah, the, it looks like the DMT is not donating. Yep. Kristen oh. Fancy Mac Hartung. Fancy Mac. Victor Flamenco Newton. Oh my God. That's it. And then we have uh, our one offs. 
Wait we a minute, have... wait a minute. Shout out of, can I just ask the God Molecule to keep donating so we can <laughs> keep I've saying the, the God Molecule? Last like, month, man. We're going to have to. Dude, like, we really need you back, man. Like, so it's Death March Bob Tromley. Yeah, Death and March it, Bob Tromley. Maybe he's spending all of his money on DMT. <laughs> or at least send us a proof of life. So I, mean, okay. news I don't think DMT Hold is that expensive. Well, you don't know how much money he makes, okay, D'Lo? We have our one-offs. Thomas yeah. Drip the Light McGee. Uh, he, he gave us some ghee as well as some coffee and beer <laughs> and dinner. Did he really give you some ghee? Yeah. yeah. Really? He's yeah, like, he makes clarified he makes, my ghee. Yep, he He's does like, his own. I make my own ghee. I might yep. have it. Yep. It was good. Huh. Okay. What do you do with ghee? Do you actually cook you it? use it as butter. Start making Indian dishes? Mm. What are you doing? You, you can do whatever you want with it. Anything you would do with butter. I make huh. butter tea with it. It's called ghee tea. I use it in my underarms when they get chafed. I thought you use it in lieu of bacon fat when you. Bacon fat's for the thighs, ghee's for the armpits. Yeah, totally. You got that right, POD. Yeah, I know. Also, shout out to Rune, who's doing the West Uh Coast Wobby. For those of you who don't know what the Wobby is, it's something that Rune has coined. It is the, the walk bike. So Rune, when we were in New Zealand, he walked that trail south and then he biked it north. He just finished the PCT. He walked it north and now he's biking it south. He's back and ba- biking back to his car. Insane. Well, he's he's from Denmark, so his car is not in San Diego. Uh, okay. Yeah, but he like left some gear at the trailhead, so he's biking back for it. That's right. He left his yeah. sunglasses there, so he's yeah. got to go get them. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. It's, and it's like sleeping pad. Yep, Rune's- just the sit pad. Rune's favorite trail snack? Oh, God. Peanut butter and banana. That's what killed the king. That's what yeah. killed what? The king. Who? Elvis, what king? Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley. Elvis. Uh, Elvis choked on a banana with peanut butter on it? Well, he no, ate a I lot think... of peanut butter oh, well, and a sandwich. And he was on serious drugs, day. though. Yeah, yeah, he was on a lot of drugs, so he probably just choked. Didn't they find him so... on a toilet? That's what big... Banana and big yeah. peanut butter wants you to know. Oh, yeah, big banana, big, big peanut, peanut butter. butter big oh, he was on the drugs. He was just <laughs> really high, so he couldn't swallow. But the truth was, Elvis died because he ate too many bananas at once. Peanut butter and a banana. <laughs> That's what killed the king. That's what Rune always used to oh, say. Why didn't I go to Graceland when I had the chance, man? You blew it, man. I mean, <sighs> really? Is that a question? Do we have a clip from the vampire? Well, our clip from the vampire is actually an ask a hiker question for Dilo. So well, thank God, because I don't really have a two for tonight. We, we have a two for tonight, Dilo. I, I saw you okay. had one question written. I out. have one question. It's but a very pertinent got, question. So would you like vampire's question first or your question? Let's go with my question okay. first, which is not actually my question. Like a, a real person wrote this and it, I didn't just, I don't just make it up, people. You know, this is like, these are real <laughs> questions from real hikers out on the trail. Tonight's question comes from Jeb, who's currently somewhere high on the Blue Ridge in Virginia. And Jeb asks the trail show With the days getting shorter and the nights getting longer, do you have any tips for hikers who are still out on the trail on how to pass these long nights? Should I hike after dark? Should I not take breaks? Should I? just get off the trail and get a job (laughs) 
I need your sage advice. I'm not sure I have enough headlamp batteries to hang out here anymore. Yeah. And that's from Jeb out on the AT. Presumably. God, I hope so. Heading southbound. Oh, man. You know what? <laughs> when we when we did the CDT South and we were in New Mexico in October and it the nights were long, I was loving it because yeah. you, you're pushing so hard and those long summer days with huge elevation gain for so long, frankly, it was a relief to, to be, yeah. to have the shorter days and like longer nights. We would hike until it was dark then we cook in the dark, but still you're going to bed at like 7.30, you know, or eight, <laughs> you know, and you, you can't really comfortably get on the trail until eight, unless you're a masochist. It's so cold in the morning, so. I loved it, man. It was great. You finally got some rest. You know, nice. I, I found the same thing last fall when I hiked a big chunk of the muggy on rim trail with Skittles in October. I felt like it was getting dark at like 6.30 p.m. And it'd be 12 hours of dark. And it's like 12 hours in your tent because we did a night hike. But I actually, I, <laughs> I slept almost the whole time. And I yep. felt the hours passed by actually fairly quickly like i was always beat i get my tent i'd mess around on my phone for a little bit and then boom it was getting well, out in the morning and it was time to hike again and i think it's nice when you're hiking especially if you're doing a distance hike yeah just wake wake up on your own you're not like okay we got to get up at four to beat the heat and like yep. make it over this pass by noon or whatever you're just like you wake up and you're like i feel completely weak awake and it's still dark out. Like it's not going to be light for another 30 minutes. Like yeah. I'm rested. Like I feel good. What about you two? What do you all think? Yeah. I, I read, I would read a lot of books, man. Yeah. I would just read. I would make sure I have lots of batteries, <clears throat> a couple extra sets of batteries for my different illumination devices and just make sure that I had good literature to read. And I'm a paper paper reader i don't really like reading on devices so i would make sure i had a, a nice paperback or two or you know be prepared to dispose of a paperback on the trail if i need to and you know have another one in the backup and just be able to read another thing that i have seen which is a more modern take on this is to have a lucy light so a mm. solar charged inflatable light that you can, mm -hmm. you know, hang in your abode when seven o'clock rolls around and it's dark and so you're just kind of like kicking it in your illuminated tent, not by, you know, battery powered headlamp, but by solar powered head by solar powered rechargeable batteries, which is kind of cool. You know, you can yeah. charge it up the next day when you're hiking, hang it off the back of your pack. Um, so that could be cool. But, you know, truth be told, after like mid-September, um, you won't find me camping. You yeah. won't find me hiking after <laughs> sleeping out. <laughs> what about January, Dila? What about the middle of January? Yeah, if I'm going to be doing any hiking, then I'll probably be in the Southern Hemisphere. Honestly, yeah. like that's where <laughs> you should be because it's summertime. But anyways, that's my take on it. I would, I would go get a job. What about you? I mean, I I love the rest. I mean, your body is so worn out hiking. Yeah, sleeping for twelve hours is nice to me. I can yeah. and I can actually do it. I can't. I could not ever do that here. No but hiking, no problem. No yep. problem. Agreed. Um, Especially when it's dark. A good audiobook. That's audibletrial.com/slash/the-trail-show. 
go to sleep, just drift in and out. That's great. All right. We've got a second Ask a Hiker question. This one is a audio clip from the German vampire. Who's probably still on the trail. Hey, Trail Show. This is a German vampire with a Ask a Hiker. I'm sitting here on a sofa uh, on a rainy German day and I'm reading a book by the German tourist. Um, she's publishing in German and selling quite a few books, being in the bestseller list, so in terms of sales only slightly behind a certain Mr. Grinter with his uh, I Hike Once Again books. And uh, she's writing here about the CDT and about the stretch after Pytown. Uh, she writes on page 217 that it's quite um, a normal thing to clean your pot with your piss. And that's a topic even, uh, as she says, the hardcore through hikers uh, don't want to talk about. So my question is, do you not want to talk about it? We learned from PODs and P uh, DLOs, uh, sorry, <laughs> uh, childish giggling about the Boulder Urine Group uh, that they are at least P curious. <laughs> so yeah, how does that work? What are the methods? What uh, how to get into that? That would be really interesting. How to clean your cutlery with your P. And a related question is like. The German tourist is giving uh, talks uh, in Germany for 20-something euros a ticket. And uh, the talk series is called The Great Trail Show. So is there some licensing, some oh, franchising going on? Uh, yeah, that would be really interesting. And with that and with greetings from cold and rainy Germany, Vampire out. Wow. Urine? I don't think you really need to clean your cut your cooking pot with urine. Like I just don't think it's necessary. I've never I don't think it's any more. I've sterile. never heard of it. I've never heard never. of it ever. I mean, urine's pretty sterile. I mean, it's fine. Sure. You can just no, pan it's it, not. Rub it, it is not. Like, it's sterile when it's in your body, but when it passes out your disgusting hiker crotch, <laughs> it is no longer sterile. Okay, really? but, but why? Is, urine doesn't come out your butt what are you talking I about i said crotch your butt's on your crotch I mean, what? I mean, do you I mean, not understand I, human anatomy i mean i don't have i don't have like just that's like what there's no poo in my urethra what are you talking about yeah but the but there's, point there's, is oh my god your penis head is so dirty way. disgusting <laughs> But the urine doesn't touch my penis head. It sprays out. Oh, yes, it does. Whatever. There's like, all kinds care. of bacteria I, that's I, right I've there on the surface. I've been my urine for like 30 years. <laughs> all right. But I wouldn't I've clean my pot with it. I've been I wouldn't clean, clean my, my pot with it, okay? No, I didn't know. This is ridiculous. Well, like, you wouldn't would you, clean your oh, yeah. you wouldn't would you clean, clean your, your pot with your urine. This is nuts. This is nuts. Dilo but, wouldn't clean what? his pot with his urine because he wouldn't and, want to toss it out. He wants to drink it pure. And vampire, I'm not pee curious. I'm I'm like well in the pee no, and I don't even drink my urine. This is ridiculous. I don't <laughs> even know why Pod started saying this. This is preposterous. This is silly. Like oh, landing and people like bulging. Let's all bring it a little. Everybody has to come tonight with twelve ounces of their own urine, and then we're all gonna hang out. No, no. And I'm not cleaning my pot with urine. This is all ridiculous. Like if you're out of water, and you're in the desert, I don't yeah, know. I, I, maybe, I have never. But, 
I've never done no, that. No, you just don't clean your pot. Yeah, most yeah. like yeah. Just don't don't clean your I, I just yeah, it's just like I, if, if that's the situation, yeah. it sounds like it's really dire, and you should probably be drinking your urine, not cleaning your pot. You no know, pot can be cleaned like in forty miles. So I hiked off and on with the German tourist on the PCT in 2004. I'm going to reach out to her and try to get some more information about this cleaning your pot with pee. Because not only that, we hosted the German tourist when she was on her CDT through hike. Uh, and as far as like the German tourists, like her talks being affiliated with the trail show, that is not the case. Like, uh, that's the first watch episode. out we got a lawyer on staff we here do at the have, trail show and we got legal uh, caliber coming after you he's a he's an international lawyer it's gonna be hard to server we, yeah. in germany well no, we, it's not you're you're like well vested you're well versed in international we've got people in germany law, man. we had to like, send out about it. and desist letters to snorkel previously and we you know we're not afraid we don't and we Snorkel's won't. a friend at the trail show. Yeah, she's the she yeah. used to be the trail We don't show. even know the German tourist. Yeah. You better watch out. We would <laughs> tell you how much she has had to pay in, in settlement, but it's you know, we're it's not allowed to We had to sign an NDA, so we can't really talk about that. All right. So be you've been warned. Well, right. that's absolute. <laughs> don't piss in my ear and tell me it's raining. Hey, that's my No, saying. if you're going to piss in my ear, I'm going to just piss in my pot so I can clean it. Yeah, don't piss in my <laughs> ear and tell me you're cleaning a cup. <laughs> no, I want you to piss in the cup so I can actually clean it. D'Lo, oh anyone ask hiker questions this month? No. Okay. Hey, wow. can I talk about this pumpkin ale that I'm drinking Please, real quick? Please, before we end the show, talk about that beer. Upslope Ooh. pumpkin man. Ah. I read, you know, there's a couple good pumpkin ales this time of year, and and the the real good pumpkin ales this time of year come in at, at like seven point seven eight percent ABV. Wow, it's a serious pumpkin ale, and there's so much alcohol in there that it's just like it mitigates the pumpkin. Yeah, I find so, there's a fine line between a good pumpkin beer and a bad pumpkin beer. So I like this Upslope Pumpkin Ale, and there's also a Four Noses Brewing Company from Broomfield, Colorado, that makes, I think it's called a Pump House Pumpkin Ale. And oof, that's a good pumpkin ale too. So those are my those are my go-to pumpkin ales for kind of October, mid, mid to late October when they stop selling the Oktoberfest beers. But yeah. the Upslope Pumpkin Ale from north boulder colorado and the pump house ale from four noses in broomfield colorado as for me man i'm sticking with the yaya e juicy ipa from thunder island brewing company thanks again dave we really appreciate it all right this is the part of the show where the show ends we want to thank everyone for tuning in today big thanks goes to skittles for talking to us about his hike of the snowbird 5000 Many thanks to all our hotline callers. Uh, that'd be Bear Sweats this month. <laughs> you two can be an superstar just like Bear Sweats by calling the hotline at 720-893-2269. And big thanks to Audible for making tonight's show possible. You can support The Trail Show by going to audibletrial.com slash thetrailshow for a free 30-day trial that includes a free audiobook download. That's audibletrial.com slash the trail show. 
And last, but definitely not least, thanks goes to all our monthly donors. You are the fuel that keeps the trail show chugging along. Get not one, but two trail show stickers with a $15 more donation by clicking the PayPal button at thetrailshow.com. Sometimes we're on social media at Twitter, Trail Show, on Instagram and Facebook at The Trail Show, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And we just got a, uh, a little tip from a listener that Google Podcasts is having trouble playing our feeds due to some things that are over my head. So Dilo is going to figure that out uh, before like the that, end I of mean- the year. Maybe I need your and, help with that, but yeah, yeah. we will. We'll, we'll get it all figured it out, on. ladies and gentlemen. We got our finger crack on the team, button. We man. know what the problem is. We're gonna get it resolved. We got a crack team of trail well, show right. He's working on this, right? Super tech, yep. high tech. Another trail show is coming, gone, but don't fret. We'll be gone till November. We'll be gone till November. I mean, right, back in November, in November for our annual We're, Thanksgiving telethon. Where you guys Ooh, the turkey, gobble, the turkey show. Our, our turkey telethon, which is guaranteed to be full of beers, trails, and nonsense. Until then, I'd like to leave you with some words from Cindy Ross. Returning home is the most difficult part of long-distance hiking. You have grown outside the puzzle, and your piece no longer fits. Mm. For POD, D-Lo, Triple O, and Skittles, I'm Disco. Ciao. So it's sad when your piece doesn't fit anymore. You yeah. just piss in your pot in that case, and then you can just That's clean right. it later. Do you not want to talk about it? So Were there news crews and satellite dishes and like people lining the the end right there at the buoy? Well, my parents were there. Window open, driving slow. Like, hey, buddy, why don't you bring us down into town there? I just came from town. You want to make twenty bucks? <laughs> I'm like, hey, you're a CDT hiker. He's like, yeah, yeah. And it was like, ah, what's that? Piglet contemplating changing a trail name to Froggy. And I said, why? And she said she likes to jump. And I said, who the hell can argue with that? Here's the story. Might actually be a good story for the trail show. Should we save it? No, we can do it now, right? What's the big deal? Uh, you know, I'll put it in at, at the end of the end. Because it's a good story. All right. So I was going to my, uh, went to the grocery store, bought a bunch of groceries. Damn Joe Biden's inflation. <laughs> and then and then I was stopping into the liquor store to buy some wine for cooking. Literally wine for cooking. And my local liquor store didn't have any boxed wine. They did have some cans of wine, so I ended up buying some cans of wine. And I said, I wonder if they have any good beer in here. Because they sometimes have good beer. And I was like, maybe I'll get a Pliny or something, you know? So I kind of walk around. And on the back side of the shelf, where they've got this collaboration beer that they brewed in the spring that they're still trying to get rid of. And I looked down underneath that, and I saw just four packs and four packs and four packs of heady toppers. Wow. And I was just like, what, Why? What, what's, what's going on here? And so I was like, I grabbed three of them. And I walk up to the counter and I bought them. And with my four pack of cans of wine for cooking, 
I walked out of there with a eighty dollars purchase. Of, oh my god! <laughs> what is it like? Twenty five bucks a four pack. Pito Grigio. It was twenty dollars a four pack, <clears throat> and I was like, "Is there a limit on these?" And she's like, "No. Why? Why would there be?" I was like, "What? Well, okay." Like, so okay. are they making more of it now? Like, no, they're not making more of it. I was like, "Why do you have these? Why? Why are these here?" Yeah. And she was like, "I, you know, sometimes we just get them once in a while. I don't know. She was new. I don't think she knew why mm. they had those beers. I don't think she knew the significance of these beers. Hmm. But I purchased some of those beers, and I actually did my neighbor a solid because my neighbor is a huge fan of the heady toppers. And so I texted my neighbor, and I said, "Neighbor." Be out in front of your house in five minutes. I have something for you. And he comes strutting out of his house five minutes later when I roll down the street. Like a peacock. On my bike with the lights. And he's like, what's up, Mike? What? Do you, you don't really tell me it's not true, Mike. Because he kind of had an inkling. He had an idea. I was, yeah, he had an idea. And I was like, yeah, it is. And I went into the saddlebags and I handed him a four-pack. <sighs> Dude. Yep. You just and I made felt a really, friend for life. I feel I felt really good about that until I realized that he's not going to get my back. <laughs> oh, well, but that's all right. He's my neighbor. He's got to get my back. I took him skiing last year and he broke his collarbone. So, it's kind of oh nice man, you've got quite the track record with the collarbones and the ski trips. Uh, yeah. yeah. This is the least I could do. And I did feel good about it, and I was pretty excited to have these lovely heady toppers from my local liquor store. Anywho, peace and love, peace and love.